This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Rosa, and for this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with holistic mental health therapist, Maricela Rosales. And Maricela is a licensed clinical social worker from Southern California, and she specializes in holistic mental health. So she came on the podcast to talk about what is holistic mental health, what does that look like, how to incorporate spiritual and indigenous healing practices in therapy, the role that spirituality plays in our own healing of the mind, the heart, the spirit. She talks about what is plant medicine, what is energy work. It is a very interesting and full conversation about all things related to mental health and spirituality. In addition to Maricela's personal story of how she was able to to tap into these gifts and how she's been able to incorporate this to to help her clients heal in a much deeper way so if you find this episode helpful in healing please share it with a friend share it on social media and remember to leave us a review on apple podcast i do need to give a brief disclaimer that this episode is not meant to treat or diagnose any physical or mental health condition this episode does not substitute for health care or mental health services of any kind guests have a right to share their opinion and perspective and this does not constitute an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Maricela Rosales. Take a listen. Welcome Maricela to the podcast. Hi, so happy to be here. Yes, no, thank you for agreeing to come on and and share with us today. Yes, yeah, so tell us a little bit about yourself and the healing work that you do. Um, well, I'm Maristela Rosales, and I'm connecting today from unceded Tongva territory, specifically Keech territory, also known as Whittier, California. Um, I've learned to also, you know, honor the land that we're on and to pay respects. So I want to make sure um, I did that. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as a psychotherapist, a holistic psychotherapist, you could say. My approach is to really look at the connection between mind, body, spirit, soul, and, you know, all humans, how we interact, and so that we're not looking at just the thoughts. Like a lot of people, when they're going to therapy, they're like, I'm having a lot of anxiety, and I have a lot of thoughts, and so we might be tempted to only focus on the mind. You know, I like to look at all of that. Um, I'm also a Reiki master and teacher. So, you know, I'm doing the energetic work too. Um, Although I'm not teaching any Reiki classes right now, but 
you know, I have that capacity. Um, I'm a writer, so I've been practicing, you know, writing and using that part of like creativity to tap into like my own healing, but also as a way to support others. It's a nice way I can provide like a free resource if I can, you know, share healing words or guidance or, you know, what have you, but it's also very soothing and like self-healing for me too, to engage in the writing. So it's like the creative part. And I would say an herbalist in training. Um, since quarantine, I've taken several like herbalism classes from different maestras, just learning more about plant medicine. So I've been working making my own medicine here at home for us, for my parents, you know, that sort of thing. But it's also an area that I'm really um, attracted to and thinking about like, how do I continue growing that aspect and seeing how that can flow into some of the work that I do. Um, I think if I was to think outside of titles, right? Like what is my medicine? What is my magic? I would say it's working with energy and creating language and story for the body, the soul, and the inner world. And I see that as because, you know, I'm working with energy as the Reiki energy healing, but also this capacity to create with words, to create language using, and some of it is intuitive where sometimes individuals can't really put in words what's happening in their bodies or their inner world, that, that inner experience, I sometimes can pull, I can see those words where maybe they're struggling to find them. And so I can guide people into creating story, creating language for what's happening in their body, whether it's trauma or the current experience. And I see that as a way of the body being able to speak to what's happening so the story can be narrated in a more accurate way or restoried right and that healing can occur in that way thank you thank you marisela for sharing that and i feel that so many of the things that you shared about yourself and, and the work that you do it just resonates with me very deeply just because you know i i also um liked you know to incorporate and have that more of that holistic approach and i'm curious about your your the way you have put together all these elements and and really um this is what it is to be human right is the mind the body the spirit that's who we mm -hmm. are but I, I think that we're so used to compartmentalizing things that mm -hmm. that you know when we have someone that puts it all together it's just such a um, just like fresh air right it's such it, it's it, it's not very common and how did that process unfold for you how did you did you have you always been this more of this holistic uh, therapist or has it evolved alongside with other factors or other elements of of your own experience yeah there's there's a story there so no <laughs> it wasn't always um where I'm coming from like I started in community mental health right out of grad school and I was in a birth to five program home base so I was going to people's homes working with mostly it was mothers it was rare that the parent was a dad um, or that there was a second partner in the home moms with little ones from newborn all the way up to about age five or six and 
as I was working with a lot of moms from there, kind of rolled into also pregnancy. And what I started getting curious about was trying to see this connection between where trauma started and where where it started and where it ended. And it's just like this cycle, right? I'm seeing the baby, but through them, I can see mom. And if I'm looking at mom, I can see, go back, kind of go backwards and see like her as a child. And so trying to answer this question of like, there's something missing here. Like there's this cycle, this interconnectedness between the little one we're seeing, the parent we're sort of supporting because they're not the client. And the interventions that were taught in grad school and then in community mental health, they also, you know, they have their guidelines of what evidence-based practices you're using and what they're putting money into training you. And although they're good, they're good practices, there was, it always felt like there was a piece missing. Early on, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I could see like, this isn't completely getting the whole story. Like there's more here. And with that curiosity, I knew once I leave here and I have my own practice, I have a vision, but I can't put my finger on it. And I think that's where it kind of started. So in my own practice, I knew I wanted to work with Latina women, with mothers. I had expanded to where now it was working along issues of pregnancy, postpartum, pregnancy loss, um, life transitions, and starting to see other little layers that were popping in. What I started seeing was a disconnection just from a really solid and grounded sense of self in a lot of the women, especially through big transitions, whether it was a pregnancy loss, a relationship, a career change, entering motherhood, just this disconnection from sometimes their bodies, from memory, from feeling like they knew who they were. And I would hear that so much, like, I don't even know who I am anymore. And so there, a lot of, you know, the people pleasing, just not being really rooted and grounded in themselves. And again, I'm seeing like I have all these beautiful tools. I've spent thousands of dollars and hours learning every technique I'm told is supposed to be, you know, helping in these situations, but something was still missing. And I still had that curiosity. And what I started going the route was seeing where I was seeing a lot of the complaints coming in and it was in the physical body. So at this point, I didn't have my own spiritual practice, so I couldn't put my head there. But I started seeing that the physical body was one place where a lot of this was showing up. So I started investing in, let me learn about somatic work. And so I started going that. So now I'm adding like the somatic, right? We're all, all about the mind. Now I'm adding the somatic and still it's like, this is beautiful, but Algo, algo hace falta. And so I'm on my way. I have this practice. I have you know support groups. I'm doing all the things the way I want. And then the pandemic hits. And that just threw a monkey wrench in everything. But I think it was an unraveling that helped me get to where I am now. What ended up happening, and I don't know how much people know when the pandemic hit and, you know, that week in March where we're put on stay-at-home orders for all therapists, I think our worlds were flipped upside down because we're simultaneously in this pandemic 
and we're holding space in a way none of us were familiar. All of a sudden, we're having to see people virtually. We're dealing with our with our malpractice insurance and, you know, all the guidelines telling us what's safe, what's not safe, what we have to do, right? So it just created this chaos. And what ended up happening for me is I am one of the people that became extremely anxious and scared. And I literally thought my husband and I are going to be the two 50-year-olds who are super healthy, but we went to Target or Ralph's and didn't wipe down the cereal box or the apples. Because remember, we were like wiping everything down <laughs> March 2020. And we're going to be the two that were so healthy and nobody knows why they got COVID and they died. And every day I was terrified of leaving my house that I was going to die. So anxious to where it got to where I'm having insomnia. My body feels like it's on fire. And literally at the same time, the world is on fire. We've got all this racialized violence happening, murders, everything, right? It's uh, the world's upside down. And I'm trying to figure out my day-to-day in complete fear while holding space for other therapists, counselors, doctors, people who at the same time are trying to hold space for other people. And it just from there just kind of unraveled. Like the way we're practicing isn't working. I'm trying to figure out how to keep it together for me. But at the same time, started really questioning psychology and mental health and the mental health system. And if we think back, therapists were bombarded at that point. Like the referrals were coming in 10 times the rate they were before COVID. And so trying to keep up with that, trying to figure out how to work, and then being feeling like I wasn't effective. How am I holding space for someone who's telling me week after week that their students are dying, their family members are dying, like so much death, grief, anxiety, and the beautiful interventions from before just are not they're not cutting it, they're not working. So I simultaneously had to do like two things, try and figure out what the heck do I do for me in this world on fire and then questioning everything about mental health and that system. And it was almost like these blinders came off and I started looking at the spaces I was in, the organizations I was involved with, the interventions I was using. And I, I mean, I'm probably ego-driven that I wasn't really seeing stuff before where all of a sudden it's like, this stuff doesn't work. And the places I'm trying to speak up to say, hey, is anybody going through this? People aren't listening to me. The talk about inclusivity is superficial, and I'm seeing it firsthand in the spaces and the organizations I'm in. So that kind of created a need to unravel even more. And I started connecting to friends and colleagues who were also, you know, they're Chicanas, Latinas, and where it felt safe to say, hey, are you going through this? Did you have this experience? How are you doing, you know, with your clients? And started connecting to community where there were other therapists who were like me and where we could start talking about everything, not only what was going on, but 
our practice and just mental health in general, how broken the system felt and all of us seeing how what we're doing isn't working and what do we do, right? And that path led me to like from one circulo to another, to another group and little by little found my way to learning about curanderismo, learning about energy, learning about spirituality, learning about Mexica cosmology, just connecting and realizing like besides, you know, work-wise, like for me, my own healing, right? And what's going to help me because I don't want to go see a therapist and I'm super anxious and I can't sleep. And when I started finding my way to the energy healing, the plant medicine and using that to soothe my nervous system, it's like everything shifted everything shifted for me. And so I did those things for me so I could get through day to day, right? But then I start questioning like, well, maybe there's a different way of offering support to people. I didn't know back then what I can see now, how everything connected. Like I can see how it got woven together now, like looking back. So <laughs> I um, I just started learning everything I could, right? And as my nervous system was able to settle and I no longer felt like I'm going to die, which took a while, but once I felt safe and I could fully engage, you know, like now I'm doing yoga, now I'm meditating, now I'm getting Reiki healing sessions almost every day. And I'm practicing, I'm practicing, you know, on others. And this getting a new rhythm and pace to just day to day for me got to the day of like, I can't do therapy the way I was doing it before. It no longer works for me. I can't see the work that way anymore. It doesn't work. And I didn't know what it was going to be, but I just knew it had to shift. But in that process, what I finally realized, I know the piece that's missing. And that's where then it all connected. Like, yes, the mind, more the body, but then it's the spiritual, the soul work. That's what was missing. And the more and more I spoke into that, like, we need to have all this together, plus, like, if we're a person of color, if we're Latinx, Chicanx, like what about our family stuff? What about our cult, the cultural, right? How are we weaving that in? Because it's so fragmented and separate. No one was bringing that into my therapy sessions, probably because I wasn't asking. I wasn't even right in, in that space. And when I started being curious and tell like with clients like what would happen if I ask or if I start sharing all of a sudden people are telling me all sorts of things because then I'm sharing hey I learned this new thing let me let me share with you about energy or let me share with you you know people are bringing in a whole lot of stuff what ended up happening too was that in the process of getting trained with you know some of these different elements and starting to play with energy and play with earth medicine, I discovered that I was intuitive and that I had these skills and tools, gifts, whatever we want to call them, magic that 
I didn't even know I had. So all of a sudden, I'm like, my hands can move energy. My hands just touching or hovering over anything, a person or a thing, I can pick up info. I can know things about people without knowing. I just know. Yeah, that is such, a, I mean, it sounds like your story was a, like a spiritual awakening. And mm-hmm. alongside of your own personal spiritual awakening has been this, this expansion of your yourself as a therapist. And, and that title, that role has expanded now to not just be a therapist, but to be, to, 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 like you said, to work with energy and to connect with your intuition and to use this and all of this that you've discovered about yourself and, and, and ener- energetically to help you in your work with others and your healing work mm-hmm. with others. And I think it's such a powerful and profound story. And it's such a way that I, I think so many folks can relate to that because I firmly believe that anytime we expand professionally or in the work that we do with others usually there is a correlation with what we have going on with ourselves usually the more we heal the more capacity we have for others and that eventually leads to a growth and an expansion of our abilities and especially when it comes to spirituality I think that only that can only grow and expand especially if you're nurturing and it sounds like you're you're nurturing now this side of you the the spiritual side of you and it's just expanding not just your personal life with the clients that you work with and and expanding to you you said the items that you touch you know it just seems like you're so Mm -hmm. connected to this other other world that we don't we don't see with our eyes but we can very much feel yeah. 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 So, so beautiful. Uh, I have a question. So you, you mentioned earlier about the sense of self and so many of the, the folks that you work with come in telling you, I don't even know who I am. And as, you know, as a, as a therapist myself and just in my own journey, this is something that I've, that is very, very common, especially with trauma survivors. Um, you know, a lot of, because of the trauma, sometimes we do lose uh, parts of ourselves, right? It's energetically, spiritually, our personality, our psyche. And over time, it, it does feel like we don't even know who we are anymore, right? Especially we're so ungrounded, mm-hmm. so dysregulated. You know, how in, in now in, in this new, this approach that you that you have with spirituality, how do you help folks or, or the, the women that you see, how do you help them integrate this to to be for them to feel like I know who I am this is who I am and I love who I am you know how do they how do you help folks get to that place or what are some of the tools or elements that you bring to help someone recover and 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 be able to feel like like they they truly know and and can feel the true essence of who they are Mm -hmm. and it's it's a process I think you know, I'm thinking of like clients I'm working with now or have worked with, we start at like the ground, just at the root, right? And if we think about someone who's feeling disconnected from, and nobody comes in saying, hey, I need support because I'm disconnected, right? But that's the connection we make. Most people are coming in feeling like they're not feeling their bodies, 
and literally where some people are so busy, so busy and so much in their head that they are go, 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 go so that they don't have to feel like that's how that's how people are showing up. Right. I'm so stressed and overwhelmed because I can't stop. But when we start to unpack that, it's like there's so many thoughts, maybe it's memories, it could be trauma, sometimes it's just mindless thinking, but their head is full of thoughts or worry, it's go, 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 to do, to do, to do. And what many people will say is, I keep super busy, and they'll start to identify with that. I am just a type A, or I am just a super busy person, I have a lot of energy. But a lot of times what's really happening is this is a trauma response or, or survival mechanism. If I can stay super busy from the moment I wake up until I drop in the bed, then I don't have to feel my body. I don't have to feel emotions. I don't have to remember all the things, right? And so it's coping. And so where we usually start is I start with guiding someone and how to feel comfortable in their own skin. How So we have to develop the tools, right? The skill, the capacity to tolerate feeling emotion as it comes up. And, you know, we do that slowly so we can titrate back and forth. But if you can't feel your own body, how can you have high self-esteem and feel like you know who you are, right? You have to feel safe in the vessel. So feeling safe in their body, tolerating emotion, learning. And that's why I say like I, my work is about helping people put language to their body, learning how their body communicates to them because your body's communicating all the time. But can you hear it? Can you hear the ways, the sensations, the ways that your body communicates? I'm tired or I'm stressed or I'm freaking out right? So teaching them to slow down so they can start to learn how their body communicates, learning the tools to regulate their nervous system so they're not freaking out. So then we can go to emotion. Then we can start going to, so what is your body really communicating, right? What are the memories that are coming in? What is the trauma that's living in your body? And a lot of times, this was my case too. The grief that I realized I was holding in 2020 was not necessarily about the pandemic. And it wasn't even mine. It was grief I inherited because of trauma and loss. That wasn't even my mother's, my grandmother, great grandmother, right? What's in your body? What's stored there? And so the beautiful thing is I bring in the energetic. And so it's not just the somatic practice like we learn, you know, right in our therapy um, interventions, but then energetically, we can go there too to clear out some of this that's stuck there. And are you incorporating the the energy aspect from the very beginning with, with a client or are you waiting for the, for your clients to be a little bit more grounded, more connected to their body, bring in the emotions and then the spirituality, how do you navigate that? How do you integrate spirituality? All of it. We, mm -hmm. we do. And, and so I'll talk about the energetic work is kind of separate, but the mind, body, spirit is from day one, from day one, we are connecting all of them. 
And I let people know from day one, we are going to talk about all the things and no matter what they're bringing up, we're connecting it to all, all aspects. Because if there's a disconnect in one area, it's going to trickle into the others. We have to, it has to be integrated and connected to all, right? And so depending on where they are and what their spirituality looks like, that's how we're weaving it in. And if somebody wants to just go to the analytical and just go to the brain, that's fine. We're going to mention it, but then I'm interrupting and we're like, okay, but then this too, and I'm bringing them to the other area. So it's from day one, because it, for me, at least the way I practice, I feel like if I don't do it from day one, it's easy to, to go back and I'm just doing the cognitive work. And we're just analyzing over and over and over and we never address the body. Right. Yeah, right. no, absolutely. And I think it's especially from a holistic approach. I think it's really important for for those that are that are coming to you for services or, or you know, just when you're with a therapist um, to be able to to start from day one connecting mm -hmm. with spirit, because so I think so many people are, are just not disconnected from their body. Yes but so disconnected from their soul, from their, the heart, mm -hmm. right. Where, which is when we're talking about spirit, you know, when, when I, that's how I refer to spirit is, is, is at your soul level. Um, and I recently talked to a lady, um, she's going to be on the podcast a little bit later, but she, she talked about having a shamanic approach. That's, that's how she, uh, I guess that's how she identifies her, her therapeutic approach. She's not, she doesn't call herself, herself a shaman. She just, uh, it's just more of a, that shamanic approach because she's bringing in that element of the soul and the spirit mm -hmm. in addition to the mind and in addition to the somatic resources. How does that, um, how do you see yourself in terms of how, you know, when it comes to your spiritual approach, would you say it's more um, like energy? Is it like more curanderismo? How would you, um, how would you, I guess, describe your work with at that soul level at that spirit mm -hmm. spirit level that's a good question and it's even the titles is something i've been like questioning and playing with like how do we title ourselves when we're shifting into this new type of more holistic work right that's including mm -hmm. the spiritual and so what i would say i think a good way to describe the work would be i have the psychotherapy on one side and going you can just go straight psychotherapy which i'm not i am not there that no longer resonates right i'm not going to just do cbt because i'm bringing in that spiritual but making it real clear too then on the other end we have our curanderas our shamans our healers our medicine women and i am none of those i'm not initiated i I am not, I cannot call myself any of those. So I'm in this middle space where I'm creating something new. And I don't know what the name of it is, the Maristela method. I don't know. It's something, you know, new. But I think the way we can see it is that it has elements of the things I have learned. And so it does, my work does have elements of curanderismo. It has elements of shamanism too. There are elements there. There are elements of earth medicine and plant medicine, right? And, and I think that's, that's how I see the spiritual, right? Yeah. It's all of those elements, yeah. but I don't quite know. I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself a, a 
shamanistic therapist or a curandera therapist because I don't think that that fits. Yeah. Um, but I do say it's soul work. That's how I see it. It's soul work. Yeah. And, you know, I always say the core is that self-connection. It's that self-connection because that's that's how I'm visualizing the entry point to all this work. But connecting, yes, to your heart, to your soul, your spirit, because without that, you are not a whole, complete, well human being. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think everyone has a, a unique uh, medicina or gifts uh, that they bring forth to the world and in, in whatever capacity they, they function. And, and it is mm-hmm. a very unique journey. And, and I like that you, you can, you know, I, and I, and I can relate to that is that you can't even put yourself in, in a box or a category because you're so much more than these titles also, okay. because you're a unique person with your, unique life experiences up to this point that also very much influence the work that you do you know I mean just I think about myself um you know 10 years ago when I wasn't you know let's say uh, when I wasn't married or I didn't have a child I wasn't you know my even even with that change in life you know getting married changed me right as a mm-hmm. therapist having a child changed me as a, as a as a therapist I mean of course as a human being but I'm, I'm talking a professional role mm-hmm. it also changes you so it's very hard to say this is what I am when you're constantly evolving and learning and you know, not just learning because of life experiences, but learning, like you're taking classes and you're doing, you're training with, with different teachers and maestras. So you're, you're still evolving. You're very much on this process. So I I think so many people can relate to, to that journey and that yearning, I should say, of wanting to, to experience it and to know more, because I think the more, you know, the more you realize how much there is to know more about, right? How little we, we, the more, you know, the, the more you realize how little we, we know and you want more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for, for sharing that. And you know, I was wondering about, um, you, you mentioned plant medicine and if you, if you don't mind just very br- briefly, uh, I know there's a, uh, a, a lot of folks that, that don't really see, or, or, you know, see, see that more compartmentalized you know, in terms of plant medicine versus going in for, for healing, for trauma or mental health. How do you bring, or how do you connect the two if you do or how are you starting to incorporate that in your own healing journey specifically plant medicine in in what or maybe I should start sorry maybe I should start with how, what do you what is it what what is plant medicine and and, yeah. and then we can go from there yeah yeah um beautiful questions but I think you're bringing up a really good point that we compartmentalize everything we yeah. make everything be separate instead mm-hmm. of seeing how interconnected everything is. And I think that's part of the teachings, right? When we start learning about curanderismo and connecting to like our ancestral wisdom, we start learning how interconnected everything is, right? So plants are medicine, plants are medicine. And how I see it, so I think maybe what will help clarify is how I see my my medicine, my gifts, my offerings is two different routes. One is the therapy, but it's a a new kind of therapy, right? It's holistic. It's bringing in the spiritual, but it's still within the realm of therapy and the the little box that we're in because we have parameters. We have guidelines. We have to stay 
in, right? But as much as I can within those parameters, making it unique and bringing these elements. And then what I am blooming right now, what I am creating that is coming solely, like you said, it's coming, it's intuitive medicine. I can't call it therapy because it's so much more. It's coming from the intuitive and there's no manual for that because it's coming solely through me, through my ancestors, my spirit guides. However, I'm you know, getting this info from the maestras, all the teachings. But in this space, this new space where I, you know, what I'm saying is they're healing sessions. They're not therapy, right? They're healing sessions. I have the capacity to weave, to braid together the pieces of psychology that do resonate for me and do work and do make sense. And that includes a somatic because I absolutely love working with the body, right? But I get, I get to weave in there all of the spiritual and energetic practices that also resonate for me. And that includes working with plants. Plants are energetic beings. They're energetic beings. And they have medicine at the energetic level, whether we are working with a flower essence where we are not even touching, right, the actual plant, or we are consuming the plant, should it be, you know, tecito or however we're having it, right? There is energy there. And so I see the plant medicine is part of my energetic work. And so when I started learning and taking classes on herbalism and started practicing making medicine, everything shifts there too, because now it's not just mindless, I'm making tea. It is thinking about connecting intuitively, what is the medicine that I'm needing right now? And of course, you know, if we learn, we have books, whatever, take classes, then you have that catalog in your head of what plants the, en the energetics of what plant is going to help with that thing that you're needing, right? And so I, you know, again, because I'm just blooming this other side, I'm, and I'm only seeing people virtually, it's not like I can say, here, let me make you a tea. I know what will help with your anxiety right now. I wish I could. The dream for me would be someday, if I was seeing people in person, I can see this beautiful space where people can come in and I can hold space for them to come in and cry, come in and release, learn how to feel, learn how to connect to themselves and their own energetic body, their own intuition. And where we can use these elements, we can clear their body with the Reiki energy healing. I can support them with this, I know what plant, I know what tea blend to make for you. I have the perfect crystal that will support you right now, right? All of those things, like that's, I can visualize that. That would be a space. And what's unique is here you have a licensed therapist who has all this knowledge of the brain and the body and trauma who can also use the practices of our people, our ancestors, right? My family's not going to therapy, but if I go back and ask how they were supporting each other through trauma and whatever things happening, I know they're gonna say, platicaban con aquella señora, right? There's an elder that they would talk to. There was 
my grandma, that plantita that she would use to cure, help with this or that, right? Like, how do we put those practices that our people already were using for healing and combine it with the modern stuff, what we have had access to, because most of us haven't had access to all the other stuff, right? We're learning, we're trying to connect there. So I don't know if that answered the question no, about yes. plants. Yeah, <laughs> that no, was a long answer. No, absolutely it did. And I can I can see that as you were describing it, I, I could I can see it for you and I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait when, when you tell me I did when it. I have this space. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It sounds it's beautiful. And it, you know, if they say, if you can see it in your mind, then it, it can happen. It will it happen. happen. Yeah. Well, Marisela, it's been, um, this has been a wonderful conversation. I love talking about all of this that you, that you just shared and for the folks that would love to work with you or read more about the work that you do, how can people find you? The website is probably the one place where they're going to find the most info. And it's my name. It's www.maricelarosales.com. Maricela is spelled with an S. And I'm also on Instagram. And that handle is at Healing with Maricela. And yeah, I think those are the two places where they can find me. They can find me now on the website. You're always going to find, you know, whatever I'm offering. I think if you go on there and look through it, you can get a sense, a feel for my energy and the way that I work. And whatever offerings are available will always be somewhere on there where people can get in touch as well directly through the website. Wonderful. And do you do you offer Reiki sessions separate from from therapy? Are you are you offering just Reiki sessions as a standalone treatment, or is it just combined mm -hmm. with therapy? Yeah. No. So those. So there's like three offerings. So the therapy, you know, which would be therapy, therapy. Right now, that side is fully booked. So there are no therapy appointments right now. The other would be the non-therapy stuff. And there's two options. And for now, I'm going to say for now, because things change, the names may change. For now, I'm calling them release and restore sessions. And there's a full one hour session. And then there's a mini. The mini sessions are 30 minutes. And that is straight up energy work for someone who just wants energy work. There's no platica. There's no, you know, all of the other stuff. And so that way, there's two options. Somebody might want those 30 minute ones, I would recommend like those are good addition to if you're already working with a therapist or a coach or some kind of healer, or you're not doing energetic work, like that's a nice add on to what to complement whatever work you're doing where you can, it's like your energetic limpia once a month, twice a month, right? Or you've ended treatment and like that, that's extra. But it's open to anybody. People can book those directly on the website. And I try to add appointments weekly, you know, spots that are open. Okay, wonderful. Well, you might see my name there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been I've been wanting to do a Reiki session. I, I haven't done one in a while. So definitely we'll look it up. And I encourage everyone to to check out your services. And again, Marisela, thank, thank you, you so much for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. 
I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.